listening to the Seven Rivers Student Ministry Podcast. We believe that all students are lovable through a relationship with Jesus. If you'd like to know more about our ministry, you can visit us at www.sevenrivers.org backslash students. This is the place where we talk about the spilt milk of parenting teenagers. Sarah, your voice is so much deeper. Is it? (laughs) (laughs) I'm Mikey Puckett and... I'm Jason Newayhead. Whoa, curveball guest appearance. Where's Sarah, Jason? Sarah is... In Antarctica. I think so. Yeah. She, uh... Is uh, writing her book. Writing her book on <laughs> how to live in the frigid cold. And she wanted some experience living in the cold. So. That's right. That's right. You can't really get that experience here in Florida. No. It's no. it's it's really hot. <laughs> yeah. So we believe that all students are lovable through a relationship, relationship with, with Jesus. Jesus. Uh, that was close. Yeah. Guys, I'm sorry. We failed you a little bit. I didn't really tell Jason what we were doing, so I just essentially said... I want you to make mistakes so that we can get really good, funny content. And we're trying to make you laugh, maybe. <laughs> someone's someone's laughing. Someone's laughing out there. Yeah. Maybe well, tri- maybe uh, Trip's listening. Well, exactly. Yeah, Trip. Oh, my goodness, people. Trip thinks Jason's pretty funny. So, and people are laughing at that. <laughs> 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 Parenting teens is incredibly difficult. It's really hard. It's exhausting. It's a struggle. And... We understand because we get to lead teenagers and lead ministries with teens, and it is hard. It is difficult. It is a struggle. Uh, You know, it always kind of feels like the sky is falling, and so that can be really hard, really difficult. So this is a podcast for the parents out there who are struggling, who are having a hard time, who are kind of in the weeds and don't really Mm. see the light at the end of the tunnel, who feel like they're just banging their head against the wall and are saying, when will this stop? (laughs) This is for you. We're here for you. So we want to be your teammates. We want to be your partners. And we hope that through this podcast, uh, you're able to find some rest. Uh, You're able to um, realize that you are also lovable through a relationship with Jesus. You matter. So, Jason, you ready to do this? I'm ready. Are you scared? I'm scared because I have no idea what we're talking about. (laughs) I'm scared, too. (laughs) I'm scared, too. I'm always scared, though. So, anyways, here we go. any idea what we're talking about he wasn't kidding in the intro but i'm gonna pretend like i'm an expert on everything we talk about yes this is dr newayhead dr newayhead he got his doctorate in parenting teenagers yep yep specifically from the school in seattle called parenting teenagers yes yeah the university the university of parenting dpt have you heard of it go penguins penguins yep that's it that's the team. Yep. What's their fight song again? Uh, march, march, march. Penguins. Clean the house. March, march, <laughs> march. Clean the house. 
Yeah, isn't that yeah. what they're for? Teenagers just to yeah. mow the yard, clean the house. Yeah, that's, that's what we learned. That's what I did when I was a teenager. <laughs> Gosh, we had a whole class on it <laughs> <laughs> at UPT. So let's get Jason caught to speed. Essentially, the first few weeks we were talking about the Lion King, and it was incredible, uh, absolutely fantastic. Sarah gave a an Academy Award winning, you know, performance as Simba. It was oh. it was incredible. So. It, it it was moving, and so then we so we did that, and then we did a little bit of talking about you know turning going back into our childhood traumas, maybe childhood pains and hurts, and and just kind of bringing that up to the surface so that we could remember who we are as parents. You know, as parents, like we got to remember that we're also were once kids, and and even last week we talked about how we are still kids. Uh, we were we we're still children like we still have parents uh, doesn't just because we look older we have more wrinkles or we uh, we need readers or we need uh, you know I need a knee brace everywhere I go uh, just because we're getting older doesn't mean that we're not still children and so last week we also talked about repentance and mm. how that can be where we encounter Jesus and how we can actually show Jesus to our own kids is through repentance and so we talked about you know, what does it look like to repent to our kids in a sense, like sharing with them how we have hurt them and wronged them or also being a place where our kids can come to us and share how we have hurt them or wronged them. And then we also talked about how we could even take it even another step further and go to our own parents and share with them how we've been hurt or wronged and, and to bring that to the surface. So I do want to say, one of the things that kind of goes through my head when I talk about this is like, okay, like, what about this whole idea of forgiving and forgetting? And I want to push back on that because a lot of times, like, if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't want to go deeper into my story because that's in my past. It's over with. Yeah. It's now about the present, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm just looking forward to the future. And the problem is, is like, and like, I've forgiven my parents and, and I've forgotten about it, mm-hmm. but in I don't really I want to push back on that concept a little bit and, yeah. and and one of the reasons is for that for that is because you know Jason you got us onto this guy called Adam Young where mm-hmm. we actually listen to him a lot and he talks about how forgetting you know forgiving and forgetting is not necessarily not necessarily the best way for healing to mm-hmm. happen it's actually forgive and 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 remember yeah. But don't hold them any longer to account. Um, yeah. You know, you still have scars. You still have wounds. Don't pretend like those aren't there. Mm-hmm. If you forget about those wounds and scars that they are there, then you're forgetting a piece of you. That's yeah. what he's essentially trying to point out. And, and, and he's saying it's actually a be- it can become a place of beauty. Yeah. So what? give me your thoughts on that. On the, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Forgive and forget. Like, and, yeah. and maybe, I mean, you and I, obviously, we push back against that, but... Mm-hmm. Why do you think it's important to not just like, oh, I forgave my parents of that 10 years ago. Like, yeah, uh, it doesn't, you know, I, I'm forgotten about it. Like, yeah. And there's a piece of it that's like, you know, but it's good to go back to those spots mm-hmm. and to remember because that's pieces of who you are. What do you what do you think? Yeah, I think that's uh, that's like well said, you know, because um, as we look, I think the only way forward is to go backwards. So I think we first we need to address our stories right. in general. Like, hey, what is our story, and where is the wounds, and then who, like, who wounded us? Was right. it our parents? Yes, you know, and like, what do they do? And if we get to the spot where we have a conversation with them, and they apologize, you know, like, um, man, we, 
then that's like first of all that's a beautiful thing that yeah. that actually happened that a, you know the parent recognized that's jesus yeah that's that's the only way that that could happen you know it, only through jesus yeah and so you get an encounter right then and there yeah of the resurrected christ yeah some you know something beautiful there was like in you know uh, a sinner and another sinner you know coming together yeah and so and then first of all like i think the moment like at some moment we realize that our parents are sinners you know and often yeah. oftentimes it's around teenagers Teenage. <laughs> you know what i mean like <laughs> you start pointing yeah you, you know you're able to point out a few yeah. things of like wait you're not yeah <laughs> a superhero <laughs> yeah yeah i do think that's one of the hard things about parenting teens is is like they're you know you are their heroes mm-hmm. and then they become teenagers and then they start pointing out maybe or you know you start seeing maybe more of your issues as well yeah but i want parents to know you still are their heroes like yeah. you still really matter to them and mm-hmm. significant as much as they go and push back against you yeah and make you feel like you don't matter to them anymore mm-hmm. it's it's a f- it's a farce it's not true yeah you matter so much to them uh, yeah. and your opinion and what you think of them is is huge for them in their story mm-hmm. um, even if they say they don't care or even if they mm-hmm. pretend they're actually i think in some ways testing you mm-hmm. will my mom and dad be there for me still if i treat them like they're the worst people in the whole wide world <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah will they it's in a sense of like will they be there for me if i disagree with them will they be there for me if i don't hold their values like mm-hmm. will you love them yeah even like they're kind of asking that question will they love me if you know i might not hold to what they believe or think or do they only love me because i'm just like them mm-hmm. or i do they only <laughs> love me just because i agree yeah. with everything they say or do they only love me just because you know like mm-hmm. or do they actually love me for who i am and yeah. i think that's what you as a parent are asking mm-hmm. still to this day and that's what i'm asking to this day will am i loved for who i am and that's yeah. what your kids are asking and so this is why forgetting what has been done to you mm-hmm. is can be detrimental because you're you're leaving behind you. Yeah. And so I want to push back on this concept because a lot of times it's like, okay, it sounds like, you know, in the past, like, it's just a sin problem. So, like, it's just a sin issue. Let's just whitewash this with the gospel and just say, like, mm-hmm. okay, when I was a little kid, my parents sinned against me, but because of Christ, like, I am saved and it's all good and, like, Jesus yeah. is the resurrection. And it's almost like if you, it's almost like that is, like, we have to kind of, like, do this dance of, like, Jesus saved the day. At the end of the day, he's the hope of the world. So I don't need to worry about my mm-hmm. past. I don't need to dive into my story or into my history. Yeah. Uh, because it's all taken care of anyways. Like, I'm just trying to forget about that. I'm trying to push away and run from that. Yeah. And I would say, actually, Jesus enables us to go back to those places. Because what I think Jesus wants us to see in those places is evil. Mm-hmm. Because I want, I think he wants us to see where evil's been done. And, and when we encounter evil and we encounter sin and we see the sin and we particularize it and we don't like just broad stroke it like, oh, my parents were mean to me. But they mm-hmm. you actually get into the details and the weeds and say, oh, my parents did this specifically to me or my brother did this to me or yeah. my best friend did this to me. And it's a very specific, detailed thing. I think that is in the moment when you get into those details mm-hmm. that you realize the severity of sin. Yeah. You realize the great trauma of sin. You realize actually more how sin affects you personally. And then you realize for yourself how much what you do, affect, 
you're like your sin affects others. Yeah. So you're able to actually, in doing this, you're able to realize not only how much you've been sinned against, but mm. also how much you've sinned against others. And so you get this bigger picture of sin, which reveals a bigger Savior, a bigger Jesus, a greater Jesus mm-hmm. who could who could possibly love you? Yeah. Who could possibly love the people who've hurt you? Mm-hmm. Only Jesus. And he does. And so then you get this freedom that you find from your story. Because when you forgive and say, I forgave my parents, and then forget, yeah, you're just kind of like putting a Band-Aid over, and it's just lumping up with pus, the wound, yeah. and infection, and you're just trying to ignore it. But yeah. yet it just sticks on you, and you yeah. can't ever ignore it. And it's just kind of like constantly this pain and your side, and it just kind of always comes up randomly and haunts you and invades your mind. Mm -hmm. But then when you can go back and address that and remember it and experience the kind of, in a sense, the pain and the hurt of that and to, like, address it and to call it what it is, which is evil Mm. and sinful, and then to, like, seek wholeness there and to seek the Lord in it, you're able to actually get the right medicine that you need, which is Jesus. Yeah. Uh, And so... A lot of times I think as parents we want to, um, you know, the way that is like the way that I used to handle it um, in a sense was, and the way that I wanted to too is, uh, you know, something's done wrong so you bring it up and then you say, okay, you're forgiven, you know. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's that's true and like, but the yeah. thing is, is like to remember, oh, this still hurt me is yeah. important because it's who I am and it's where I see Jesus and encounter Jesus is in my pain and brokenness. Yeah. And even for those, so like for me to even remember what I did to my brother mm-hmm. you know, and how I hurt him and go, yeah, I'm going to remember that because I wanted to, my brother to know that what I did to him was wrong still. Mm-hmm. Even though like he doesn't bring it up anymore, I still every now and then say, man, I still, I'm so sorry that I, still did that i treated you that way and the specific story i'm talking about is essentially like i embarrassed him in front of all his friends my Mm -hmm. younger brother it was terrible it was horrific Mm -hmm. and it's one of those things that's always kind of like stuck with me Mm. and i'm like i just want my brother to know that i don't think that's right and i want him to know for the rest of his life that you know like he is not shouldn't be embarrassed by you know who he is and he should you know because that's what i was making fun of was who he is embarrassing him in front of everyone Mm -hmm. exposing him yeah. And I say, and I wanted to like, I want to fight for that with him because I know that hurt him. Mm-hmm. And I want to fight and work towards healing for that for him. And part of that for me is remembering too, mm-hmm. as someone who's hurt him. That, you know, and what's really cool is I can remember that. And I actually, it's not necessarily that I feel guilty. It's actually, I, it's a place that I want to remember because that's where I've experienced the love of Christ from my brother. Yeah. Because he still loves me. Mm-hmm. He still loves me. And so why would I want to forget an area where I encounter Jesus? Yeah. And so, like, that's kind of what we're trying to make a point is as you repent, repentance, and especially repenting of the details, of the specifics and the particularities of your sin, Mm -hmm. you're able to see just the kind of intensity of it, Mm -hmm. the vastness of it, and you're able to also see how much, oh, my goodness, if this has hurt me this much, how much have I hurt others? Yeah. Oh my goodness, if this is what I'm doing to others and this mm-hmm. is what's been done to me, who can save me? Yeah. Only the Lord, only Jesus. So So what is um so what can we define forgiveness as? You know, like what is what is forgiveness, you know, and what is what is it not, you know? Cuz I like one thing that I've learned is like it's not saying it's okay. 
You know, mm. like, you know, like, oh, someone says, I'm sorry. And then I say, oh, it's okay. You know, because it's not okay. You know, right. What was done was, was not okay. Even yeah. if it, we could classify it as like a small offense. Yeah. Which I hate doing anyways, because yeah. then you're just, if it hurt you, it hurt you. Yeah. That's just the, the point of it. Mm hmm. Oh, sorry. I interrupted you. No. <laughs> which I do to Sarah all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Sarah warned me. She was like, Mikey will probably interrupt you. Uh, he'll probably spill the milk. Oh yeah, yeah. Mess this whole oh, thing. Best up. thing, yeah. So. <laughs> no, what um, keep going along with those lines. Yeah. So like, just... what is what is forgiveness, and you know, um, how can we define it? Because often we think it's we think it is forget, forgive, and forget. You know, like we encompass both of those into one. And so when we say when someone says I'm sorry, we say it's okay, or don't worry about it, or just need to move on. Right. You know, that's kind of the language we use. Yeah. Just to like for it to feel comfortable, I think, you know, like we just want to feel comfortable and just like, oh, this is because it's gross, you know, like, yeah, you know, saying sorry and saying I forgive you. Yeah, it's gross, uncomfortable, just feels icky, you know, yeah. but it's actually kind of beautiful because it's, yeah, you're saying you're naming something and you're, you know, you're, you're saying I forgive you for your mistakes. You know, I see it. Well, and I think we challenge when people when we tried to, so like when someone comes up to me and says, I'm sorry, you know, for what I did to you, I wouldn't say it's okay. One of the reasons is because I'm trying to also forget the way I've hurt them. Yeah. Or I'm trying to also forget, you know, forget the way that I've hurt others. I'm not trying to like, I want them to know it's okay. I've done the same thing to others yeah. and like, it's been okay. Mm -hmm. And I think that's when we start normalizing things mm -hmm. that are not okay with the lord god mm. and that grieve his heart and that's yeah. when i think you know it's just a subtle cultural thing yeah but i think at the same time it's something that we should push back against and say you know sin is any sin yeah is so egregious to god so intensely offensive to the lord mm. and such a wound towards him such a you know rebellion against him that it requires spilt blood it requires death you know it's that severe yeah and i think when we kind of start normalizing i think we start forgetting like i think we forget when we start normalizing that we forget how much it costs for jesus to die how much it costs the lord our father to make us his children yeah and i just think i think it's i think it's good for us to just say you know what? I'm going to go to counseling. I'm going to I want to seek help. I'm going to bring this to the surface. I'm going to talk about my story, my history because I want to know the love of God. Mm. And I want to know like even though it's evil and dark and scary, I want to go down into the valley and I want to look to the Lord and say, "Will you save me? Will you resurrect me?" Like it in a sense it's 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 bringing to God yourself, your whole self. Uh, and we are dead in our sins, and it's bringing to God our yuckiness, our uncomfortableness, our grossness, and it's going down into the valley and saying, God, are you here? Mm -hmm. Are you here right now? Are you in this traumatic moment? Are you in this childhood memory? And as we go back there, I think, and I have 100% confidence that you will see Jesus. You will see him. You will see the living Christ, and you will experience him, and you will experience the resurrection of Christ. And that's crazy. He who, be, you know, he, he who had no sin became sin, you know, so that we may have eternal life. 
He is there with you in those moments. So don't forget him because he's there. Mm-hmm. Not only are you there, but also the Lord Jesus is there. Yeah. Um, and so like, I think in a lot of ways, parenting is a journey of finding, you know, it's a journey to find Jesus, you know, and doing this story work is a journey of seeking the Lord, seeking Jesus, looking mm-hmm. for Jesus Yeah. in all things. And that brings me back to the thing that we talked about last week. It's not about you. Parenting is not about you. It's not about your kids. It's about the glory of God. Mm. And so if you're a believer in Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior, it's it's not about you. It's about God's glory. Mm-hmm. You are seeking the glory of God in your parenting. And the way that God's glory is revealed here on earth is through our repentance. Mm-hmm. That's the first fruit of being saved is mm-hmm. repenting. I have a, I have a friend up in uh, Atlanta who says that one of the most powerful moments of his childhood was when his father said, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, and, and he does that with his kids. You know, he says, he says, I'm sorry to him all the time. Yes. He's always repenting, you know, because yes. it's not. And I think what it is, is taking that, like, idea that our parents are perfect, our Jesus, our God, you know, and yeah. kind of making, bringing that down and making us more human and to see that we actually look to God I love for that, you know, and not, so we're encouraging our kids to go to God, you know. Yeah. You know. Not to us. Mm-hmm. We're actually trying to show our kids, like, we're not your hero. We're not mm-hmm. your savior. You know, mm-hmm. you know, that's what teenage years are about. Yeah, actually, is revealing to them their savior. Uh, you know, you know, we have been as a parent. If you're parenting a kid, you have been their source of life in a sense. Mm. Their food, their shelter, their money, their clothes, and then teenage years, they start becoming more self-sustainable, and it's about showing them that. All along, it hasn't been you. It's been the Lord um, sustaining them and sustaining you as a mm. parent. So that that's that is really cool. I love that great point, Jason. Ah, one of the things that my parents allowed for me was opportunities for me to share and to and to re- for me to share how they've wounded me. Or and so like I remember it was actually last year. Some you know t- twenty seven last year a year ago. My dad. I saw my brothers and was like, hey, I want to know how I failed you, how I let you guys down, um, and what were some areas for that. And that was really awesome. So we all thought about it for a week, and we all had a personal conversation with him Mm. about ways that we were failed. And one of those for me was like, I mean, but it's weird. I don't know why this came to my mind, but it was like my dad didn't teach me how to shave. And so the first time I shaved was in high school. I cut myself. I had a huge scar on my face, and I had to go to school and everyone was making fun of me, one, because I didn't need to shave, you know, for one, you know, because I barely had any hair. Uh, but the other thing was funny was like, you know, I obviously completely failed at it. And so it was just embarrassing. And I remember, you know, we had, I had some friends and they made fun of me and I had a big cut on myself on my lip. And uh, I remember thinking like, man, I really wish my dad took the time to show me how to do this uh, or teach me how to do this. And so from then on, I just kind of like learned on my own how to shave. And it was just one of those things that I like, for whatever reason that came to my mind when he asked me, I don't know why. So I got to share that with my dad and I was really, really sweet. That's just one of the things I got to share with him. Mm -hmm. And I want to say like, I just almost did it. I almost went, I wanted to say, it seems like such a, it was such a small thing. I almost said that, like, it's such a small thing, but, and then I'm like, no, it was, it was hard. It was difficult. It, 
hurt me. Yeah. That like I didn't get that opportunity with my father uh, to be able to learn that. And my dad, the way he responded was not like, oh, well, we had six kids. And I was really busy and like mm-hmm. I was planning a church and I just didn't have time for that. Which he could easily said and would have made sense and been understandable. But what he said to me was, I'm sorry. I, I wanted, he said, I wanted to teach you how to do that. I wish I taught you how to do that. And I love you. Wow. So I got to experience my father and kind of in a sense, him grieve the missed opportunity and was so kind and gracious to me and loving towards me. It was really beautiful for me. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it was an encounter of Jesus. Uh, and a big part of my story is is actually encountering, I'm a Christian because my dad did repent with me in my teenage years uh, and showed me the love of God through his repentance. Uh, a huge way was because I just felt like I was just like making all the poor choices as a teenager. And my dad uh, loved me through those moments. Um, with some, it was hard. It was, you know, with discipline and, mm-hmm. you know, with also, you know, uh, with also moments of mercy. And I realized like my senior year essentially was like, I was like, if this guy still loves me the way that I've behaved and treated, like there must be a Jesus. <laughs> like this cannot be possible without the Lord God almighty. Mm. And so that's, that was really, that's one of the sweet things about repentance and parenting in a child relationship, mm. a father son relationship, a father, daughter, mother, son, mother, daughter, you know, relationship. Mm. So in a sense, my parents are warring are fighting a war against the sin that they did mm. so that the sin is eliminated through the blood of Jesus, not eliminated, but the, the, the block between them, the relational block between me and my dad is, is, is erased. Mm-hmm. Um, it still happened, yeah. but I actually am, am closer to my dad now. Mm. That's a beautiful story, Mike, Mikey. Yeah. Just how your father, you know, didn't like, you know, defend himself, or he just said, you know, that that could have been something sweet and good, and I'm sorry that didn't happen. I'm sorry that I didn't teach you. You know. Yeah. And so, that's uh, it's really powerful. Yeah, it was, it was. It was extreme kindness and goodness and yeah, something that maybe was just in the way of us is now gone. Yeah. And that's a miracle. The Lord God create relational connect, you know, connecting me deeper to my father, Mm. my earthly father through Jesus. And that's kind of like the beauty of the gospel is it does rip down barriers that Mm. sin puts up. You know, sin is trying to isolate you. Sin is trying to put you into shame, you know, boxes, boxes of shame and to, to try to, you know, trap you. And Jesus uh, offers opportunities for repentance where wholeness can be found. You know, it still happened. The sin happened, but the barricades come down. Yeah. And then we get to be loved as sinners. You know, Christ loved us while we were still sinners. Mm-hmm. You know, we get to experience that love, and that is miraculous love. Yeah. Um, that's a love. That's grace, mm-hmm. and it's irresistible. So yeah, <laughs> I can't can't resist it. So that's one of those really cool things. Jason, do you have any thoughts? Um, well, what? I am the expert in <laughs> in this. Um, well, what we learned in uh, UPT was 
Um, and from my own experience raising five kids, <laughs> um, just kidding. I have no more thoughts. That's nice. Awesome. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> no, I think, you know, I wanted to touch on some of this because I think, w- you know, if you have a knee-jerk reaction towards towards doing your story work, I understand that. It's scary. It's really hard. And if you're kind of like, well, I just forgot that I left in my past, I just want to just warn you, like, it is haunting you. Um, it, it does haunt your future. Uh, it is affecting your future. And it's, you know, if you, to, to ref- you know, to in a sense, you know, be like, I just, I don't want to, you know, I understand the, the desire to not want to. Yeah. Uh, but I just want to encourage and challenge people out there to seek the truth to seek who they are yeah and to find christ in it and so that's kind of like yeah. r- what we're really pushing for right now and uh and really trying to get people to to see uh, we love you guys you matter we understand that this is crazy you're living a crazy times yeah. uh, with teenagers and it's so difficult um, but you matter to us and uh and your love so We'll see you guys next time. Don't spill the milk. <laughs> no, spill the milk. Spill it. Let's talk about uh, yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. That's I would die Especially with almond milk. You yeah, know, that's like right. That, that will. Full sense. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being here today for the Spilt Milk Podcast. We are so thankful that you tuned in. Um, we would love for you to like and subscribe our podcast on whatever podcast platform you listen on. Also, if you loved this content, we would love for you to share this with your friends. We think this is valuable content and we want it to get out there. Also, you can give us a five-star review. That would be super helpful. It gets it to people um, who it may not have gotten to otherwise. If you want to follow us anywhere else, you can follow us on Instagram at Seven River Student Ministry. You can also follow us on Facebook at Seven River Student Ministry. And if you have any comments, questions, concerns, on how to podcast, <laughs> you can email us at srsm at sevenrivers.org. Thanks for tuning in today.